Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. I'm your host, Tommy Ashley, joined by Dewey Burke. You're listening to the Inside Carolina podcast, sponsored by JohnnyTShirt.com. Dewey 79-66, Carolina over Boston College to move to 9-0 in the conference. Uh, that stat, along with a couple other individual stats, probably the best thing about this game is the Heels win a just a slog of a basketball game. You said it exactly right. It's the narrative and the, the story is the fact that we went undefeated on the road in this conference. It's absolutely incredible. Amazing accomplishment, incredible coaching job. And we'll get into it, uh, I think, on our next podcast. But they got a chance to put a ball in this thing on Saturday to really have one of the more impressive regular seasons. Not that that's what we play for necessarily, but it's one of the things. And uh, the ability to put a bow on it on Saturday is an unbelievable opportunity. Indeed, if you're listening to this, plan for your week because later in the week, Dewey will be a part of the Carolina Duke preview podcast. There'll be a, another former player. And then, of course, the Inside Carolina crew will be with you on that. Um, so look forward to that. But Dewey, let's talk about individual performances. And Sherelle McMillan said it on Twitter um, as the game was wrap, wrapping up, that Luke, Luke May just continues to be one of the more incredible stories in North Carolina basketball history, really. 17 and 20 and five assists tonight. Just another ridiculous performance by the senior. It was, and it was all work. It was all effort. It was really fun to watch him tonight. Uh, he still had a couple turnovers, but, you know, those those do happen if you have the ball in your hands a lot on offense. But it was just effort that led to a lot of easy buckets in the first half, a lot of layups, and just beating guys to loose balls. And it's – on the one side, it's disappointing if you're a Boston College fan or coach that you're getting outworked like that uh, possession after possession. But – you just you just got to be proud of the kid every time you watch him play just about to to have become what he's become like we've talked about over and over uh it's just incredibly impressive i don't know if he's a first team all conference player this year he probably isn't but boy he's had some unbelievable games and we'd love one more historic acc performance from him on saturday to even further cement his legacy that's pretty well intact already yeah, the only blemish on his stat line today, I believe, 0 for 4 from three-point range. Um, he'll need to hit some Saturday against Duke and the two turnovers. But like you said, just pure effort, especially early when he was – I think he missed a three, and then he was first to the ball after missing a three to get the offensive rebound, and no Boston College guy was even close. I mean, it was that kind of night for Luke May. And let's be honest, Dewey, though, aside from Kai Bowman, and I know Boston College has won a few ball games in the conference. They're just not very good. It was kind of alarming mm. to see how bad they were at times. I agree. Yeah, that, that doesn't feel like an ACC caliber team. And I know they've struggled to recruit and get guys up there, which is so interesting. I mean, it's been a long time now. But, you know, when I played, they had a couple couple NBA players and Craig Smith and Jared Dudley still in the league. Um, they were really tough to play against, big and strong. Uh, they had the other big guy, I can't come up with his name, I can picture him, who also played in the NBA for a minute, seven-footer. 
they were really tough, but it's been a long time since they've been competitive. It didn't feel like a ACC level contest, but we do what we had to do. We took care of business. Cam was great again. Uh, he for sure, at least in my opinion, is a first team all conference player. You know, another great night of 22 and 12 for him. He really aggressively rebounded, which was great to see. He also had five assists, matched Luke. And uh, Kobe had a, a decent night. Uh, I thought Nasir struggled at times, but uh, it was good to see him being aggressive. And, look, we just had to get this done. We needed to not do what Duke did, which was appear to look past the opponent before our final game because Duke Wright should have probably lost that game at home to Wake. But uh, we took care of business, 9-0 and on the road. Can't emphasize that enough. And, and you and I, I think, have texted about this. And if we haven't, I meant to. There is no way in my mind that if we win on Saturday that Coach Williams is not the coach of the year in the conference. There's no argument anybody can make to me that will convince me otherwise. To, to do what he's done with this team that started the season ranked whatever it was, 15 or I can't remember, 12. But UVA was supposed to do this. Duke, if we beat him, is not even going to share the conference, and, and we will if we win. He's the coach of the year, and it's not close in my opinion. I do not disagree there. It's kind of like uh, I think he'll get it. He should get it. The ACC media should do the right thing. You know, I, I think it's foregone conclusion who gets ACC player of the years. But the coach of the year, you got to look at the body of work. And like you said, especially after Carolina's game with Louisville, that they just got blasted. I mean, to totally turn it around like Coach William. And credit that the players on the team as well. But Dewey, your perspective on this, I mean, these coaches do not get enough credit. Even the ones with uber-talented teams do not get a, enough credit um, on what it takes to win basketball games at a high level in college. No, that's right. And, and it's also how we have been winning and how we've been playing in tough environments on the road. We have become an incredibly unselfish team. We play for each other. We've improved defensively. We still make mistakes in principles here and there, but you can't play perfect. Uh, we've been an atypical scoring team, as as we're you know, as opposed to how we're used to playing uh, at Carolina inside out. We've really been an outside in. Uh, didn't shoot a great tonight, but still, we shot twenty two threes. We're a perimeter oriented, really. Even our foreman is a face-up, likes to score from 10 to 20 feet more so than right around the rim. So without a true dominant All-American post presence, uh, all we have the opportunity to do is go 16-2 and two in the deepest conference in, in the game. I think they just showed it on the screen, five teams in the top 15. And we could go 16-2, and two, win the conference, share for the conference, and really – if we do win that game Saturday, the conversation looking back and reflecting three minutes of good basketball at home against Virginia away from winning the conference outright and going 17 and one. I mean, that game was very winnable. Say what you want about Nasir getting hurt and Cam missing the stretch, but winnable game. Their seniors made plays at the end and ours didn't. We're that tiny stretch away if we win Saturday from going 17 and one and winning this conference outright. Listening to the Inside Carolina podcast, sponsored by JohnnyT-shirt.com. Johnny T-shirt, of course, on Franklin Street, great place to get your gear. JohnnyT-shirt.com, same great gear, same great customer service. Uh, 
do those guys a solid and visit the website or visit the store on Franklin Street. Just an outstanding place, locally owned, alumni operated, no better place to get your Carolina gear. And of course, Inside Carolina Premium subscribers get that extra 10% off that order. It comes in handy, especially when you're stacking up a bunch of swag and gear to get from Johnny T-Shirt. That's johnnytshirt.com. Dewey, looking at Carolina's game uh, coming up this weekend, and I don't want to preview it too terribly much because I want folks to tune in later in the week at our full bore podcast that uh, we'll explore the Duke game. But your thoughts on where Carolina's mental state is going there now, and I ask that in this frame. I thought Carolina looked really good for 15 minutes of the first half. I thought um, another five minutes of the second half. But in the rest of the second half, I, you know, just like I said earlier, ugly. Does that, in your opinion, have anything to do um, with the role that Carolina's on? Um, will that affect the role that Carolina's been on going into the Duke game on Saturday night? I don't think so. I think, you know, if, if it was Thursday and we had one day in between or something like that, maybe. But I think they'll be fine. They've got tomorrow off. They'll rest and two great days of practice to zero in and all they're going to hear on TV, on social media, around the gym, at the press conference, blah, 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 is about how this is the biggest game of the year. And we'll see if Zion's playing or he isn't, who cares, whatever. Either way, we just got to beat him. So it doesn't matter. I hope he does play. Uh, So I don't think there'll be any lingering effect of kind of a, you know, a little bit of wayward focus in this game against Boston College. It's it's hard when you know you're so much better and so superior from a talent perspective and you came out and punched them in the mouth. It's hard to sustain it. We could have won by 40, and it's weird that it was only 13. But that's not a concern of mine. This team is in a really good groove. Everybody's, for the most part, healthy, it appears, that's going to be playing. And uh, we'll get into how we beat those guys when we talk about the the pregame podcast. But – no concerns there for me. Carolina, 16-2 and two in the conference. No, excuse me, 15-2 and two in the conference. Uh, talk about just briefly this week coming up for Carolina. Uh, you know, it, it's the last game for Cam, Luke, and Kenny in the Smith Center. How much do you think about that as a player? I mean, it is kind of rare because I, I, if I'm, my memory serves, the starting lineup will be normal. There, there are no walk-on seniors so that'll be a little different. But from your perspective, the week or the few days leading up to that last game at home, what are you thinking about as a player? Yeah, it's surreal. I mean, I, I was, uh, I think, fortunate enough that my senior night was against Duke. I mean, if you dream it up as a walk-on or anybody that makes it to their senior year playing at Carolina, you kind of hope that the, the way the schedule falls, your senior night is the Duke game. And it's surreal. It really is. It's hard to imagine that it's the last time you'll run out the tunnel for a real game. You'll obviously come out of the tunnel and go to practice two days after that game and hopefully a number of times thereafter if the season extends itself. But uh, it's a surreal feeling. You get really reflective and nostalgic. And we've talked about this year after year since we've been doing these, you know, going back to the Marcus Pages and, and the Bryce Johnsons and last year, obviously Joel and Theo and, and uh, you, you think about what your legacy has been at Carolina. You think about how you might be remembered and you think, you know, for God's sake, there's no way I can lose this game. 
Um, so all those emotions are running through your family's there. You, you do the senior night thing. There's, it's a lot, it's a lot emotionally. And, you know, if anything, you just can't wait for the game to begin and just kind of lose yourself in it. Like we talk about and, and just get going. So they'll be ready. Um, I'll be ready. I'll be there. Can't wait. And, uh, you know, I think the crowd will be absolutely unbelievable for our team, for those seniors. And, uh, we got to go out there, defend them, make shots, and play the way we're capable, and it's a winnable game. We'll talk a lot more about it later in the week. Look for that Inside Carolina Duke Carolina preview podcast coming. John Siegley will help. I'll help. Dewey will be on it, and we'll get it going there. But I'm going to wrap this one quick, Dewey. Not much else to talk about. Carolina 79-66 over Boston College uh, to finish the season pristine in the ACC. Pretty incredible mark for North Carolina. 9-0 on the road in this conference. Dewey, as always, thanks. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by T-Shirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase.